Hey, it's hi to the Empowerment Dojo. What is a dojo? A dojo is a place you come to learn. A dojo is a place you come to study. But more importantly, a dojo is a place that you come to practice and have mastery of something. And that is the goal here. I love Coach Heidi. I heard one of the best quotes ever, and I wish I could remember the teacher. Oh, I think it was... Um, uh, Reverend Marshall, he said, and I'll, and I'll put his first name in, but anyway, he was really brilliant. He said, you know, a really good teacher is always working themselves out of a job. You know, same with a really good coach is always working themselves out of a job, meaning a really good teacher and a really good coach, their goal is to equip you, equip you, educate you, inspire you and empower you so that you have the resources within you and you're activated with the resources in you to live the life that you really deserve. And, and eventually on your own, right? A self-actualized life, your own life on your own and, 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 and being radically free and independent and being in total charge and in control of your own life. Amen. Isn't that the point? Isn't that why we're here is to learn how to reach our fullest potential? You know you need this session today about how to take back control of your life if you feel like you're not in control of your life. And how do you know? Okay, you're in the right place. Let's first figure that out. Do you have massive amounts or even low-level, consistent, constant um, level of anxiety? In your life, wondering when the other shoe's gonna drop, or just an anxiety, an anxious nature, period, like worrying that you're gonna be able to do the things you wanna do, pay your bills, make, make the money you wanna make, um, have the relationship work. If you're in constant state of anxiety, then this is gonna be very beneficial for you today. If you are, you know deep down that there's more for you somewhere, you have that feeling in the pit of your stomach, like, man, this can't be all there is. There's gotta be something else for me. And there's a piece of you that feels like you're actually settling for less than you deserve. I hear myself in the background. Thank you, honey. Sound check. <laughs> you feel like you're less than you deserve. If you feel like you're self-sacrificing, all right, you feel like, you know, hey, look, you're there for everybody. A lot of the people that I attract, hi, by the way, say hi when you're here. I'm on multiple platforms, so I'm not able to see everybody right now, but I want you to know this. If you make a commitment to me to comment on this video and share with me your thoughts and your ideas as you're going, I know I'm going to tell you, I'm going to come back in and I'm going to look at those comments and I'm going to be with you and respond. So just because I can't respond right this minute doesn't mean I don't want that interaction. This is a relationship. I come to the dojo to form a relationship with you. I want to come alongside of you. I want to walk with you. But more importantly, like I said, I want to equip and inspire you so that you can make your own path and you could be a trailblazer for somebody else, right? That's the thing. I want you so, the, here, what's the goal? What's the goal of Love Coach Heidi? I'm going to swear because it's so important to me. I want to help you become unfuckwithable. All right. What does that mean? That means that no person, no place, or no thing is going to come into your life and rip you off your axis anymore. Nothing is going to come into your life and stop you from accomplishing the goals that you want to accomplish in your life. I could get emotional about it because I know there are people in your path or obstacles in your way that you have allowed up until this point to derail you. They say something to you and it just throws you for a loop. 
they don't believe in you the way that, that you want them to and, and you doubt yourself. Somebody doesn't respond to you the way or, or they're not respecting you the way and you look inward and you say, man, there must be something wrong with me. I've got to try harder and say, instead of saying, hey, there's the door, buddy. Get out. You're in a constant state of trying to measure up. You're in a constant state of trying to be who the people around you need you to be. But when you turn around, nobody's really there for you in a real way. Maybe you even feel like people don't really know you. Like nobody really knows you. Maybe you know everybody else, but nobody really knows you. And that's, that's a lesson in vulnerability because there's trust issues there, right? Maybe you don't trust a lot of people or you trust the wrong people. All the issues that I'm describing right now, if you can bag what I'm mowing, all right, or if you're smelling what I'm, if, if you're smelling what I'm stepping in, okay, you're picking up what I'm laying down. These are all forms of codependence. These are all ways that we give our power away to other people, to other things. So there are three steps I'm going to give you today because I want you to take your power back. I want you to make a decision today that you are going to be in control of your life. No more are you going to allow the voices, the opinions, the thoughts, the, the, the obstacles, the, the, the shit they put in your path. You're not going to allow any of that anymore to slow you down from being the person you know you were born to be. To have the love that is your birthright. To have relationships that don't keep you up at night wondering what you did wrong to have a love that's mutual, mutually beneficial, that you love them and they know you love you and they don't love you. You know, you don't play games of like scorekeeping. Do I love them more than they love me? You know, you deserve to have support. You deserve to have people in your life that believe in you, not stab you in the back. It's hard for you to believe that there are people really like that in the world. I know I used to be one of them. I would look over at people that had lives with like real support systems and real good friendships and like meaningful connections. And I used to go, that, that, that must be full of shit. <laughs> that can't be real. That's not real. That's not real life. Real life is people hurt you. Real life is people disappoint you. Real life is people cause you pain and turn their back on you or aren't there for you. And so if that's been your experience in some way, shape or form, and it's caused you to continue on to walk so carefully through life that you're afraid to leave an imprint in the world. And you're afraid to really be as big as you are, your full self. You're afraid to say no to the things you need to say no to because you don't want people to take their love away from you. Or if you're so powerful, you feel like <laughs> that nobody can get in. You're like Alcatraz. That's another video when you're afraid to be vulnerable. That's not who this is for today. That's a whole nother side of the codependent coin. So are you in the right place? If you can resonate with some of this stuff, yeah. If you know another brother or sister on the path that you go, yeah, that's them too. They are so awesome. They are such an amazing person. They have all these wonderful qualities, but they settle. I look at their people. I'm like, why are you hanging out with these people? Why are you in this relationship? Honey, you deserve better. So I share the video. Why are you holding yourself hostage in this situation with this person that's hurting you? Get out. Why do you let your mother do that to you all the time? Send them the video. This is for people that need to take control back of their lives because they've given control up. So now I'm going to give you three steps to take that power back. Take that control back. All right. Are you ready? I am so excited because we come to the dojo to learn and then we 
move into the world and put it into action because the greatest gap in life, like John Maxwell said, and somebody said it before him, the greatest gap in life is between knowing and doing. And it's a chasm and people fall down that hole and die in there, lonely and unfulfilled. All right. So we want to be the leap. We want to take the leap from knowing to doing, and we want to take control of our lives. So think before we get started today, what is the ultimate outcome for you that this, this little training today can have for you? This little masterclass in the dojo. What is the ultimate outcome? What do you want? Do you want an, do you want to, to, to be an energy transfer? Do you want, do you want, do you want to soak in the belief that I have in you until you start believing in yourself? Because just do that then just be here and say, man, she must think I can do this. And she doesn't even know me. I don't need to know you or I do know you. I don't need to know you that way because here's what I know for sure. I know for sure you're here. And the only people that are here are people that are like me, that have that potential and maybe just haven't fully actualized it yet. So if you're drawn to my videos and you're watching this, you are me. We are the same, not to get too, too uh, esoteric, but if you're watching this video, we're a version of each other. Okay, so if it's resonating with you and you wanna become the most powerful version of yourself, and you want to own your life, and you want to accomplish your goals and have the love you deserve and have it all. See, the question for people like us isn't what can you tolerate? The question for you is never going to be what can you put up with? Oh boy, you can put up with a lot. You know how to put up with stuff. You know how to like survive. The question for you isn't what can you stand? The question is how good can you let it get? That's the real question is how much will you allow? How much good will you allow into your life? Not how much bullshit can you put up with? I already know the answer to that one. <laughs> a lot. A lot. A lot. I like it. A lot. You put up with a lot. Okay. So let's get into it today. Number one, the first thing you have to do is figure out where is your power? Who's, who's got it? Who has your power? So it's, it's in one of three places, all right? Your power that the fullest potential that you have is not being realized because your power is somewhere else. The first place it is, it's in another person. That's the first place it could be. So I want you to search yourself. Either currently today, you are in a relationship with somebody or you have multiple relationships in your life, a mother, a father, a, a cousin, a kin, <laughs> um, a, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a partner. You have a relationship that is sucking the ever living life out of you and you are hanging on hoping that that person will change into the person you need them to be and they're sucking you down. So all of your power is being sucked by a person, a succubus, okay? And they are, you're like, you wake up in the morning, you're like, yeah, it's going to be a good day, man. I can feel the vibe. And you wake up next to the person or you pick up the phone because they call and immediately you're greeted with good morning. And they're in a shit mood and they got a crap face on. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I guess I'm not really going to have a good day today. I mean, I thought I was, but I see that um, no, I guess it's not, you know. And so your mood is dictated by how somebody else shows up around you. If they're happy with you, you're you get to have a good day. If they're upset with you, it's going to be a bad day. If they're mad at you, you've got to hustle and scramble how to fix it. This could be a boss where you go in and they're in a bad mood. So you're like, your whole affect changes. Your power is gone. It could be your parent. 
even if you're a grown ass person and you pick, you're in a, you're like living your best life and you're like, yeah, you know, and you get the call and they're like critical. Are you sure you really want to do that? Can you do that? It doesn't seem like something I would do. I don't know. Are you qualified? You know, the, like they, they want to, and you can just feel yourself shrinking back down all your power supply sucked out. So it's in a person. It could, it could also be in a person that's a really good person. They're not really a jerk necessarily, but they still suck your power supply because they're the needy person in your relationship and all of your energy goes into fulfilling their wishes and dreams. You're like the genie in a bottle and your friends and your family are around you and they're like wanting their wishes and you're like, ding, you know what I mean? And you're like, ding, all day long. You're like, ding, and you're giving everybody their wishes. And then at the end of the day, there's none left over for you. Power suck. Okay. Power suck. So it's, it could be a person. Do you hear that cuckoo clock? When I was a, a little girl in my grandma's house, she had a cuckoo clock that I absolutely loved. So I told my husband, listen, I told my husband that I loved um, this cuckoo clock. So lo and behold for Christmas, what did I get? Not a little cuckoo clock guys. I got a ginormous German handcrafted wooden cuckoo clock with little dancers that come out and, ding, 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 and do their dance on the hour. And it goes off every time I'm doing a live. Thank you, honey. Anyway, so number two, where's your power being sucked? Number two is, is uh, a place. Okay. A place can be sucking your power. So maybe it's not the people in, but it's the place and places have energy, believe it or not. And people say, oh, it doesn't matter. You are wherever you go. It's you. You know, you take yourself with you wherever you go. So it's not the place. But I'm going to tell you it is the place. Um, I love home. I love home. Home is in the backwoods of West Virginia. I grew up right, right on the border of Pennsylvania and West Virginia. And a little tiny town that's not even on the map. It had one um, stoplight about 30 miles out. Okay. It took 45 minutes to an hour to get to the mall. There was one little store, Christie's convenience store and Steve's store. And that's it. I mean, it was like this, everybody's a coal miner. My dad was a coal miner. My grandpa was a coal miner and this town, little town. Now look, it's a beautiful place, right? When you grow up there, I, we grew, I grew up poor and I didn't know because that's just the area, right? There was a swimming pool. I was happy, right? I mean, for all intents and purposes, when you're a kid, you don't know any better. Right. Um, but at that town, it can be depressing too. You know, um, not, there's not a lot of opportunity there. There's not a lot of opportunity to necessarily, you don't see a lot of opportunity, you know, for, for different things. Like I remember thinking when I was a little girl, like I wanted to be a psychologist or an actress. So I had a couple of plans, but, but I thought the only way that you could have money in life was to um, be a doctor or a lawyer. You know, I thought, well, that was the ticket. If you wanted to make money in your life, because that's what you had to do. And believe me, there was, it was difficult when I grew up. There were times we did not have heat. The heat would go out. We would burn furniture to stay warm and huddle up. I, there was a period of months where I lived on potato soup in my house and I will not touch it to this day because it's disgusting, but we did what we had to do to survive, um, a lot. And, I didn't understand money. I didn't understand. I had a, I had a poverty mindset. I had a, so the place, it's not that it was terrible. Like, like, Oh my God, it's so horrible to be here, but it was a power suck in the sense where I didn't understand the potentiality of life because I wasn't exposed to it. Here I was feeling really big, 
you know, feeling like really big presence, like meant to like do big things in the world and wanting to do all these things. But I'm like, but everybody, I get, I could be a teacher or I guess I've got to go to medical school or something, you know, like I didn't know, I didn't know any other way. And I remember when I moved to Florida and I started trying, I escaped that town There's a long story, but I, I escaped and I go home to visit and I love it. And my, my BFF and the whole world's there and my family, and we had the best time ever, but I, I don't want to live there, you know? So the place lends an era to you of feeling possibility where you live and what you see every day and what you surround yourself with every day is extremely important. I remember when I first came to Florida and we would drive on A1A and I live near the beach. I live within five miles of like three beaches, right? That was on my vision board many, many years ago that I want to live at the beach. But I, I, I would walk, drive down here and I'd pass these like million dollar, multi, multi million dollar mansions. And I'd be like, how does a doctor afford a multi-million dollar mansion? Like, what the hell? Like, how, how is a lawyer? Like, he must be really good and own a firm. You know, I didn't even understand that there were other ways to make money, other ways to have prosperity into your life because of my limited exposure. The place you're in, the place you're in, how you surround yourself, what you live in affects your psyche. And, and your, your ability to see more opportunity or bigness or just expansiveness in general, you know, and you don't have to, it doesn't have to be like the house that you live in. It's just getting out in nature and getting in front of a beach or going to the mountains or doing something that you can appreciate more of the abundance, you know? So do you love the place you're in? Where are you? Are you in a place that sucks the life out of you every, all the time? Do you go into a, co a corporation where you say, oh my God, every time I go into work, Heidi, I know the place. I get a pit in my stomach. I feel like I'm going to die. And I go, oh my God, I just drown it with coffee or cigarettes. I just like shut it up. I'm like, too bad. We're going in. Suck it up. That's another thing. You know, you're sucking it up and you go in and you say, Heidi, I don't have a choice. I'm just grateful to have a job. You know, there's toxic gratitude. Toxic gratitude will keep you stuck in something that's not good for you, but you're just so grateful because there's nothing better coming. That's bullshit. That's a lie. There's always something better coming if you're willing to let go of what you have that's not serving you. There's always something better coming. But if you're desperate, hold on, saying this is all there is for me, and that's what you truly believe, then nothing good, nothing more can come. So I want to challenge you to look around, look around in your space, even in your, a place like your house. And it's not the way you want it. You inherited the house or your husband has like shit around the house. You hate, move it, put it away, put it inside. Look, Doug deals with it. I put stuff like, I don't want to look at, I want to look at things that make me feel like a reflection of me, like the possibility of me. So is the place you're in a reflection of the true, true person you are? If it's not, it's a power suck. If you walk by your bathroom every morning that the toilet is still leaking and the, and the shit is not fixed and you hate it and you're still there, why are you doing that to yourself? It's time to make it so, make it a reflection of you, okay? The last thing, if it's not a person sucking your power or a place sucking your power, it's a thing sucking your power. And for some of us, we have the money to fix the toilet or to do the thing, but where does it go? It goes to Amazon. There's a thing that's sucking your power. It's sucking your time. It's, it's, the, it's the TikTok. 
Okay. And we're scrolling and we're scrolling. It's you want to like connect with people and you want to put yourself out there into the world. But what you do instead is you consume content instead of create it. You're a consumer instead of a creator. You're not adding to the world. You're taking from the world. You're like, let me watch what they're doing. Right. And then you get inspired, but you don't take it any further. You're in that gap between knowing and doing. All right. I consume content only for the sole purpose of firing me up and sparking my knowledge or ideal train so that I can like contribute. Knowledge comes in, knowledge goes out, right? Information comes in, information goes out. Inspiration comes in, inspiration goes out. And that is how things are meant to flow. But I understand that things can hijack your, your power. I understand that better than you think maybe for some of you who might not know. Alcohol and food consumed my power for decades where I was in places I didn't love. I was in a corporate position, you know, that's, isn't that such a dumb story? Everybody has that story. It was part of mine. I was in this position, but I sacrificed relationships for money and I was unhappy and I was miserable and I was self-medicating and I was full of anxiety and I was binge drinking and I would binge drink and like drink all the wine and then wake up in the morning and be like, God, who did I text? What did I do? Are there any, is there any evidence? What are the pictures going to say? I was like mortified. I woke up with shame for things I didn't even know if I did or not. Isn't that something? Waking up for shame for things you don't even know if you did. Like that's bananas next level self-sabotage, right? I would self-sabotage with things. I would self-sabotage with places that didn't make me happy. I would self-sabotage that way. Okay. So do you have a thing in your life that, you know, suck in your power? I didn't align up with AA. Look, AA is great for people. I didn't go that route 10 years ago. I decided I wasn't going to drink anymore and I never looked back. And I can tell you that story one day of what I did and how I did that. And then I worked at a drug and alcohol treatment center for eight years and I taught thousands of people the same thing. All right. That's just part of my story. That's just part of my journey. It's not who I am. It's not all of me, but it's part of me. But I want to tell you, if I can take my power back from that, you can take your power back from that too, because it had me for decades. Alcohol had me for decades. Food and body issues had me for decades. Things were sucking my power. So as you're sitting here now and you're thinking, where is your power leak? Where's your power suck? Okay. Is it in a person? Do you have a relationship in your life with somebody that is continually making you doubt yourself, second guess, question? being anxious, confused, resentful, or in pain. If you, if you have a power suck person, you need to identify that. Who is it? Okay. If you have a power suck place, you need to identify where is it? And if you have a power suck thing, what is the thing that's sucking your power? Step number two, after you identify where your power is, where is it? Where did it go? Let me, let me find it. Where's my power? Okay. The next thing you have to do is understand why you put it there. There is a darn good reason you put your power in that person. There is a good reason you put your power in that thing and leave it to it. There's a good reason you put your power in that bottle or that Amazon package or the, the Ativan or the Adderall. There's a reason you put your power in the things. There's a darn good reason you're doing it. But do you know why there's never enough wine to like medicate that and why you can't medicate that quietness enough and why you can't medicate that anxiety enough? Because that's not what you really need. You can never have enough of what you don't really want. And what you really want is to rectify where that leak originated and how it's happened in the first place. Okay. 
So I want you, to, when we think about doing this work, this is where the rubber meets the road because this is where the dojo work happens. The first thing you've done is you've learned, okay, Heidi, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. I'm bagging what you're mowing. I get it. I got a power leak. I got to find the power leak first. Imagine if I was like a plumber and I came to your house and it was full of water and everything was flooded and you're like on the boat and you're like, oh shit, there's a pot, there's a, there's a leak in the house. And I'm like, yes, uh, we can find the leak. It's either in the sink or the toilet or the tub. And I go around to these three places and I examine, say, is it in the tub? Oh no, it's in the, to it's in the toilet. I got it. Uh, you're welcome. I found your leak. It's in the toilet. Have a good day. <laughs> and you'd be like, aren't you going to fix the toilet? <laughs> but nobody wants to get their hands dirty in the shit. Okay. That's why we don't go in the toilet to fix the leak because who wants to go in there? It's scary to go in there. The idea of having to like get in your shit is like, ugh. who wants to do that? Nobody. I get it. I don't want to do that either. But guess what? That's where the magic happens. You know what? Stuff grows in shit. It's the manure that makes the gold. It's the manure that grows the good things in your life. And so you've got to, it's, it, roses come from shit. Hello, can I get an amen? Okay. Sometimes good things come from getting in there. So what we have to do now is be willing to go from knowing to doing and take the next step. And that is work in some kind of a thing, work in some way out of this. This is, this didn't happen overnight. You didn't magically decide to give your power away to a thing, like a, a, a substance. You didn't magically decide to have a shopping problem. Okay. You didn't magically decide to get in a relationship with this person that's hurting you or like dragging you down or with an alcoholic or addict that didn't magically happen to you. The power leak is not magical. The whole happened over time, right? Just like any leak happens. It's like, oh, and the pressure builds up and the pressure builds up and then the leak. And maybe that's you. And it's like, you know, you're ready. So how do you do the work? That is step, that, that is step three. After you figure out, you know, where the leak is, and then you go, why is there a leak there? That's the work that I do with people. I'm like, why is there a leak there? Ooh, let's go back and see. There is a thing. Now look, here's the rub. Most of the people that I work with are really strong people. Like they have been through, like I said, some stuff in your, in their life and maybe you too, right? If you, if you line up with this, look, you, you're a survivor, man. You have been through some major things. Again, the question is what can you put up with? It's how good can you let it get? We got to remember that. But so when I ask you about your experiences in life and like your childhood and like the I, people in your life that believed in you or didn't believe in you and we go back, do you know what people will say to me? Oh God, no, it's fine. Thank God that's over. I don't even want to go there. Everybody did the best they could. That's, they don't want to get in the toilet. They don't want to go in the toilet. <laughs> like, I escaped. I flushed it, honey. I flushed it. It's in the sea, under the sea. You know, like it's gone. It's not, it's right there. <laughs> I smell it. it. Smells like bullshit. Okay, because we're convincing ourselves that it's, I know that's a lot of poop analogies. I don't know if I'm sorry about it though, but that was quite a few. I'll tone it down. That stuff came from somewhere. And we think because I, I'm going to share something with you, extremely private and very personal. When I was growing up, I was under that influence of that negative hammer. Okay. I had some negative hammers in my life that would, I would, I would come up. I would say, man, I think I'm a good, I think I'm like really smart. I don't think so. Man, I think I could really do something. Who do you think you are? Oh, I think I, I, I think I really, you know, maybe I, I can do this or that. No, that's not for you. Uh, every chance that I, that was given to me that I could believe in myself, it was met with massive 
hammering that you are not who you think you are. You will never be who you think you are. And in fact, you're annoying and you're too much and nobody wants you around. And the vibe that I had in my lifetime was I was annoying and nobody wanted me around. So imagine somebody like me that had this idea as a little girl that I, I was maybe special in some way. And I was met with this, how dare you think that about yourself? What are you, a narcissist at seven years? Like, that was the, the thing. Like, you must be a narcissist. You love yourself. Why would you love yourself? That's the message that I got as a little kid. If I loved myself, it was met with, why would you love yourself? Ooh, who do you think you are that you can love yourself? And I think about my seven-year-old. If I hadn't healed that and rectified that, and I look at my seven-year-old, and I think when she goes, she'll be walking through the store, and she'll be like, I love myself. And I'd be like, I'm so glad, baby. Imagine if I turned to her and I went, ooh, what are you, obsessed with yourself? What's the matter with you? Say shit like that. <laughs> but that was my training. And I had to get into the dojo of my own doing and undo that mindset so that I could actually have the courage, the cojones, the huevos to then put myself out into the world when I was told my whole entire life that I shouldn't do that, that I was not who I thought I was and I was never going to be who I thought I was because in fact, I was nothing, a piece of shit. I'm sorry, there's another one. I had to fight against that and I know for you whether you want to believe it or not, there's a point in your life and in your journey that has impacted you or else you would not be giving your power away too. If you are giving your power away, that suck originated somewhere. And if we can find where it is, and I know that I can because that's my superpower, I am a super powered seer. When I'm sitting with my clients, it's like a download of their life plays before me and I connect all the dots of your life. I can see your life very clearly. And some of you and some of my clients feel like they've, they've never been seen their entire lives, partly because they were afraid to let somebody see them. You know, what if they like what you see, what they see, you know? But if you're willing to let me come alongside of you and see you, we can find those places in you and we can restore you to your original state when you came into the world, skipping and singing that seven-year-old loving yourself or the three-year-old before all that stuff happened. You know what I'm saying? I want to help you figure out who you were before the world got a hold of you. I want to figure out what your nature is before the nurture set in. Okay. Because if we don't do that, you are never going to unleash your true essence into the world. You are never going to be brave enough to take a stand. The, criti the criticism will kill you first. The criticism will kill you first and it comes, believe me. Okay. You deserve to take your power back from the people that are sucking it from you. You deserve to stop fixing everybody else and look at your own sink and stop going to the neighbors <laughs> and fix your own sink first. Why? because I know this to be true. If you are here watching this video with me, we are the same. And I know because I remembered and got back to that original belief that I have something special. How dare I say that? Because I know it's true. I know it's true. When I sit with my clients and they have this revelation and they're able to put their lives together in ways they never had before, and they're able to step into their life in ways they never had before. They're able to set boundaries and release people from their lives and actually have prosperity through permission. 
They're able to allow good things into their life in a way they had never done before. Love, money, success, brilliance, their own brilliance. So I know that if you're watching this with me here now, you are the same. You're the same. So if you're interested in unleashing that power, thank you, Tony Robbins. If you're interested in unlocking your power and moving into your power and taking your power back, it's gonna be tough. We're gonna roll up our sleeves, I'm not gonna lie. We're gonna get in there, we're gonna roll, we're gonna do some work. This isn't a, I'm not a cookie cutter coach. I'm not gonna give you power affirmations, honey. No, I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna excavate the real deal. I'm gonna help you find your authentic self. This is the real real. I'm the real deal. And I know you are too, or you wouldn't be here, okay? If you're interested in that, I put a link in here. We have a thing called Empowerment School, and that is where you learn all the secrets of the dojo, okay? And I walk you through personally. I also have one-on-one -on -one mentorship available, okay, for different time periods. We can come, come alongside you one-on-one. -on -one. But either way, if you know that you're called to more, if you know that you deserve better, if you are tired of letting people, places, or things dictate and run your life and be in control of you, and you wanna take your power back, I'm gonna help you, all right? Lovecoachheidi.com. I love you. I'll see you next Tuesday for more of the Empowerment Dojo.